Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. What's up, Montana? Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for joining us. If you see the blinds back here, and it's a little bit of a glare, both off of my head and the table. <laughs> i get them shut here in just a minute. You know, it's kind of hard to talk and, and chew gum at the same time, so we'll hop over there in just a minute. But a ton to get to today. Hope you're having an outstanding Wednesday. Thanks so much for kicking it with us. All sorts of great guests for you here. Uh, on a Wednesday, first and foremost, we're going to get things kicked off with Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television. He will be in Harrisonburg, Virginia, as will we. Tomorrow, we're out, but you don't have to worry. All you got to do is tune in. We got a whole show for you already. We're almost done recording it already, so we're taking care of you, making sure you got all you need and all you want when it comes to your sports talk radio 
here around the Treasure State. So uh, don't be alarmed tomorrow if you're watching on SWX or YouTube and you don't see us in here. Just listen. Just turn up the the volume and uh, probably even a better experience for you. You don't have to look at me. You just get to listen to the dulcet tones. Sean Radio will be joining us off the top here. Also got a couple stories about James Masson and ha- Sam Houston. Um, these two programs, not unfamiliar, especially for, to people that have been fans of the Bobcats and the Grizz uh, for the la- for a little bit, for more than a, a, a decade. New to the, the the uh, rivalry or new to the uh, Big Sky Conference, well, we'll teach you, but you might share some of these same memories as well. It's also a Wednesday, so that means it's a wing it Wednesday. We got Grizz hockey tickets and a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you. So keep it tuned about 445, give you a chance to win Grizz tickets and Despo wings. And we'll get an explanation as to how on earth the Grizz hockey team rolled up 36 goals last weekend. Pretty impressive. Hour number two, very excited about this. One of my good friends, a guy I've known for a long time, and a guy that is uh, the safeties coach, secondary coach for the University of Montana, Shan Schillinger. He was also an All-American safety for the Grizz the last time they went to Harrisonburg and knocked off James Madison. So I caught up with Coach Shan earlier this week. And also another one of my favorite guys, Elvis Akpla, All-American receiver for the Bobcats. He was on that 2011 team that lost at Sam Houston. He had one of the great catches you will ever see in that game, and he still hears about it from people even to this day, some 10 years later. Now, here we are once again. It's not even cold enough to be the date that it is, but the football season is winding down, but it's also cranking up because of all of the teams left in the FCS playoffs, including the two schools from Montana, and this is the point that we wanted to be at, the point I think a lot of us expected to be at, but in sports, it almost never goes all the way fully according to expectation, but in my preseason top 25, Sean, before I got my vote taken away, by the way, we're not going to go on that rant, but that's ridiculous. Sean and I should both have votes. We've covered the FCS for more than 10 you years your, each. You got your vote taken away? They, they took away everybody's vote. Oh, I haven't, I haven't heard this. So, uh, yeah, okay. Cliff notes, because we don't have time for this. <laughs> they used to There used to be 160 members that voted in the media poll across the country. Now there's 20. And it used to be like sports information directors and play-by-play guys and news people like yourself. By the way, Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television, here with us on Nuanas Now. Myself, and now it's not that. It's 20 to 25 voters, I don't know. But think of a person that you know in the big sky that you think might would have a vote, and they did, and now they don't. And that's what's crazy. (laughs) So anyways, regardless, in my top 25 vote, I think I had... Seven of the eight teams in the quarterfinals in my top ten. And so that's pretty darn good in terms of the teams you thought were going to be good, fulfilling expectations. And, uh, you know, everybody loves an upset and an underdog and all that, but I think everybody also loves, especially in play ma- playoff formats, as the games and the drama builds and the quality matchups build. And so now here we have the teams we cover, Montana, going to James Madison. That is two of the most prominent FCS programs in the country. you got Montana State going to Sam Houston State. The fact that these teams have played before in recent history, there's all sorts of richness to all this. But I know that you and I both were belly aching about the bracket last week. It, the, But when I say seven of the eight teams, the one team that's missing from this dance is Eastern Washington. I will say that. And that was your main point in your rant last week. But all things considered, the fact that you got – the teams that you have right now in the FCS quarterfinals, this is a pretty cool field. This is pretty fun to, to follow. It is. The only thing, ideally, for us covering Montana, Montana State, is I think that one of them should be playing at home. 
I think that's the only scenario where I, ideally it would have been better, and that just goes back to the rant of Sac State getting the four. Which is so if Montana would have gotten the four, then they would be hosting Villanova this week. That's basically what you were saying that you wish the scenario was. Correct, and I think that's what should have happened, and then I think Eastern Washington should have gotten a seed, and I think Eastern Washington would still be playing this weekend. So I think that's the only thing that has kind of bummed me out about these these playoffs is I think that's how it should have been. And I've had a lot of Sac State people um, coming back to me on, like, Twitter and things like that. But, like, they didn't go out and prove it. They didn't go out and show that they should be the, the, the fourth best team in the country because, I mean, they came back late, but they were down 24 nothing at home. So um, that's the only thing that's kind of a bummer. Uh, this is going to be an absolute just brutal matchup for the Grizz. Um, and a really tough one for Montana State as well. Um, so it's kind of going to be tough for uh, one of them to, to survive in advance, but it can happen, and it's going to be a lot of fun. will be a lot of fun. And uh, the, the rest of the bracket includes North Dakota State, which is hosting the only sort of uh, new face to the dance in East Tennessee State, which, by the way, do you remember uh, East Tennessee State, when they first started their football program, I think it was their second season, they played a non-conference game in Bozeman. I remember it vividly for because I remember thinking this was an upstart football program. They had just revived football at East Tennessee State. It hadn't been around for like 20 years, and that was only their first or second season playing in the FCS. And they had no seniors. They had a bunch of, of young guys. Do you remember that when, when this was happening? Okay, so it, it was just interesting. So it's not surprising to me, only because I had firsthand experience of seeing them several years ago, uh, that they're here. But this, that pales in comparison to North Dakota State, obviously winners of eight of the last nine fall national championships. But then you also have Villanova, who's won a national championship in the last 12 years. They beat the Grizz in 2009. And then, of course, James Madison. So that's the most interesting part about what lies ahead is Montana has preached and, and prophesized RTD since Bobby Houck got back. And they're knocking on the door. But I think for, for the momentum to continue, they have to make it one step farther than they did in 2019 when they were at this exact same spot. But what a better way to do it than beating a team that beat you for the 2004 National Championship. One of the great wins in program history is Montana's win at James Madison in 2008. Only school to win a National Championship in the last nine years other than North Dakota State is James Madison. So you're right. It's a, a really tough opponent for Montana. But what a better way to prove what you've been talking about than to go to Harrisonburg, Virginia and knock off one of the premier programs in the country. And I think most of us are looking through it from a Montana or Montana State lens or perspective, right? But I'm trying to put myself in a James Madison perspective. Right. And if you're James Madison, you can't be comfortable with this matchup. You know? How much do the kids even know, though? The coaches, maybe not. I think I think that the, the, the players know once you throw the, the film on. I guess they know now. We're recording yeah. this on a Tuesday. By the time you're listening to this, it's a Wednesday. They know by Wednesday, for sure. Yeah. And I also think that even though Montana has been down um, as of late, just the, the still the name recognition is there, I think. Well, and when you, like you're saying, when you put on the film, I mean, that's the thing. We love all the ins and outs of this and, like, the chemistry that exists on a team and when teams gain momentum and when they, you know, they – capture that special it or whatever it is well, that's the things we love especially as storytellers but at the end of the day the bobcats and the grizzlies both have fighting chances this weekend because the guys that are their best players are 
incredibly good players for this level, right? Like Chase Benson at Montana State's a handful for any offensive lineman in the country, period. Doesn't matter. So is Alex Governor at Montana. Like Patrick O'Connell, he's getting his he's having his way with everybody in the nation at this level for sure. So you know, there's a lot of things that go into it, but these these schools have good enough talent to compete with James Madison and Sam Houston. Oh, absolutely. There's dudes all over the field for both teams. Um, but if you're quarter, if you're, you know, Cole Johnson, right? That's his name, the quarterback yeah. for JMU, yeah. uh, fourth in the in the Walter Payton voting. Like you are confident in. Did your, I screw that up on the TV? Did I call him Cole something else? I think you. I think, I think I called him Cole Moore or something. Oh man, <laughs> dang! You're right. It is Cole Johnson. Well, if you watch SWX tonight, uh, amendment here. Like <laughs> his name's Cole. I got the first name right. He's a great player though. Um, he's he's really really good, and and he's gonna have a lot of confidence in his ability and James Madison's ability on offense. That said, he has to be going into this game knowing that things are going to be uncomfortable at times. Sure. Like, it would not be... Well, you can look at every single game that the Grizz have had this year, even in the, the loss to Eastern Washington. Yep. Playing quarterback against the Grizz is not a comfortable proposition. No. You might get some plays, like big plays, that are going to pop open, and those opportunities are going to be there. And you can take advantage of some of their blitzing with some big plays down the field, et cetera, et cetera. But you are going to get hit multiple times. And you are going to come out of that game sore. And I think just knowing that and having that in, in, your, in your mind and knowing that Montana is going to make that quarterback uncomfortable, regardless if they make a couple of big plays or not, is, is a factor. And you never know. They could knock, knock him out of the game early with a, with a hit. You just never know what's going to happen. And it's just a very uncomfortable uh, defense to go against. And so from that James Madison perspective, from a fan's perspective, uh, perspective, if you're a fan of the Dukes, it's just can be a little bit uncomfortable going against that Montana defense. All football all the time presented in part by sports bet Montana. We're going to get to some of the lines. Cause I think that's actually, there's so much talk about sports gambling, but the, the sort of normalization of it, We've used in, in sports media, especially talk radio, we've used lines as just points of analysis forever. Not making picks, just saying, okay, you know, what do you think of New York Giants versus New York Jets minus seven or whatever? It gives you kind of a gauge of what, uh, you know, the greater narrative is. So we'll get into that in a little while. But uh, go check out Sports Bet Montana. They got a bunch of great futures bets for the FCS playoffs. You can pick your national champion. They redo the odds each round. So I appreciate Sports Bet Montana for being a part of this. What you just said is so true, too, Sean. Because we haven't really even talked about Friday night, which, by the way, lit. What a fun night at Washington Grizzly Stadium. But on that note, I think the richness of the matchup between this version of Eastern Washington and this version of Montana was so compelling because Eastern and Montana, Eastern's offense and Montana's defense, they're not playing chess. They're not playing checkers either. They're playing straight-up boxing because Eastern does what they do. That's what they're going to do. And Barry, Eric Barry makes so many plays. And the Grizz, they just bring the heat. And they're going to keep coming at you and pound you in the dirt. But that's where Barry has an advantage against the Grizz defense. He's so elusive. He can make so many plays. He can improv so much. You know, I was talking to Shan Schillinger, uh, which you'll hear that, that interview later on in this show, but like he was saying – our actual ideal scenario was if he's not on the ground for him to be on time, because if he's not, if he's, if he's not on time, that means he's running around, which means somebody's running down the field, 60 yards bombs, you know, down the field. So, but what you're saying is so right, because 
that is what Montana wants to do, is just wreak havoc up front, wreak havoc with all their pressure. And that's why I think that Montana has to glean a ton of confidence coming out of Friday, that 57-41 win over Eastern, because they only sacked Eric Berrier three times, but they they hurried him 20. But that's the thing about the Grizz is – Against anybody but Barry, all the stuff they run, they get free blitzers running free for you know two, three, four, five times a game. They had none of those on Friday, and so the fact that they still won that game against, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the country, I think that even though Cole Johnson is a very good player, you take a lot of confidence into this game if you're the Grizz defense specifically. Well, and you could just tell that they got Barry uncomfortable, and then that forces the ball to come out. You could tell that Matt McKay was very uncomfortable from the jump in that game yeah. against against Montana. Cole Johnson, in the games that I've watched, he ha- he can run the ball a little bit, but it's more of like the design run and he's got some straight line speed to him. There's not a lot of like juking you around in the in the pocket, yeah. running 20 yards back in the backfield like Barry did when Marcus Walnut was trying to chase him down and going left, right, left, right, left, right, hucking it. He doesn't he's not much of he's not as much of a uh you know, keep the play alive, throw it down the field kind of a quarterback. And so if Montana can can make him uncomfortable, um, they're going to be okay. My, my biggest thing about this game is just is can Montana's offense execute against James Madison? Because they got some dudes on that side. They're really good on third down. I don't think Montana's going to be able to get a lot of huge chunk plays like they have in the, you know, in the last uh, couple weeks. And they're not going to be just completely dominate the other team on special teams like they have the last couple weeks. That, to me, is the biggest thing. Because Montana, they won that game. Special teams really flipped that game against Eastern Washington. And it probably, uh, this is just a piece of friendly advice to nobody specific. You probably need a special teams coordinator if you're a college football team in the Big Sky Conference. That's just my memo for the day. But Montana is just the, the gap between them and their opponent on special teams in the last few weeks has just been so wide. And that gap oh, yes. and that yes, gap, they're winning that matchup like ninety seven to three in yeah. the last two weeks. And that matchup is going to be there's not going to be a gap or it's going to be a slight one against James Madison. That's and so right. you so right. and so but then sometimes that comes in the, into play calling though too, right? Like you're right in terms of kickers, punters, coverage units, whatever. But then that you can still find an advantage if you run the fake punt at the right time or you get the punt block at the right yeah, time, but, right? But what I'm saying is Montana's offense, if you just look at the offensive numbers the last couple weeks, has not been all that great. I think they were, what, 2 of two for 12 on third down? They, they haven't been gaining that many yards. They've been just winning. <laughs> they've right, been, but they've also had eight-yard fields. Yeah, but they've been winning in all of these other areas, and I just don't think in all those other areas they're going to dominate like that against James Madison. So it's going to come down to the offense being able to execute, and that is – the question mark and having Cam Humphrey try and convert important third downs against the number one third down defense in the FCS. That's where I have a lot of pause. If you're, you know, going for the Grizz, you already know what I'm going to say. If you listen to this show consistently, it does come down to the offensive play calling and the quarterback and all that. Those are all factors in this. But it comes down to the offensive line, man. And that's been the thing. We haven't actually harped on it as much as we should have been all year long. I mean, we let's be let's be fair here too, though. And that's the other reason why it's it's sort of cool for particularly the Grizz to have the affirmation of being in the Elite Eight. Because the Bobcats, I have been high on you know, I've been high on the Bobcats since 
the end of the 2019 season. I mean, I picked the Cats to win the league. I, I think the Cats have the most talent in the big sky. When you got the, the amount of players they do at the key positions that they have, it's it's hard to not be really, really good. When you got the best tackle, the best offensive guard, the best inside linebacker, that's it's pretty hard to, to not be at least pretty good, and they've been very good all year. But what I'm saying is that we have been very critical of the Grizz. Like, we were very critical of the Grizz offense for about a month on this show. Um, and it was all the way around all the factors that could go into why the Grizz offense was struggling. But it really does come down to me in this game, as it has all year, it's the offensive line. Because I do think that the Grizz have athletes that can compete in terms of their skill guys. Sammy Kim can get open against FCS corners. I don't care who you're playing. Junior Bergen is a he's a problem, man. He's a he's a weapon. He is a good player. He can get he can make his way. Malik Flowers, you know, guys like that. They can they can make plays if given the opportunity. Cam Humphrey, well, maybe not the guy that's going to go win you a game outright. He can make plays too. You just got to keep him upright. So this to me. If the Grizz start getting overwhelmed to the point of attack and can't run the ball at all, that's uh, that's a problem. And then if they get into long third and longs, like you've been talking about all year, that's the key to this whole thing is success before third down because they're a good offense if it's third and five or less. They're not uh, if it's third and five or longer. Yep. I mean, and that was the key. That was how their season lost two years ago in the playoffs. Sure. They could not they could not block and don't seem to having to get rid of the ball you know, under duress, and then it resulted in, in all the interceptions. And that's something James Madison's front is really good, and they can get after you. Um, but so can Montana State's front. And Montana did a decent job against against them in, in pass protection. So that is what it's going to come down to. I think it helps that you have, you know, seniors at both tackle spots. You have a lot of, uh, you know, upperclassmen and guys that have played a lot of football on that offensive line. And uh, they seem to be kind of – I think they're they're also healthier now than they were. There, I mean, there was like, what game was it? I think it was Idaho where they had multiple guys go out, and then there it was Idaho. They seem they you know kind of banged up for a few weeks after that. So um, yeah, it's it's always going to come down to the big boys up front. That's the brilliance of Bobby Houck's system as well. Is he makes calculated decisions throughout a season to make sure that his team is as fresh as possible at this point, and also more than just fresh, peaking. And I think that's the what is coaching? We talk about that all the time. And there's so many different elements that go into coaching, especially in college sports. Recruiting, game management, when you call timeouts, when you make subs, all that sort of stuff, right? But is your team playing really, really hard, as hard as they can play or, or close to? That's one of my biggest gauges of coaching. And does your team get better? And that's the one thing you can say about Montana. I was actually very critical of the offensive line for the Grizz, saying that they hadn't really got much better. And then they had the, the disaster against Idaho that wasn't because of misplay, but because of um, guys just going down. A.J. Forbes got hurt. Moses Mallory's got a shift in the center. He gets hurt. Uh, but those guys, are, it seems like they're li- at least a little bit more healthy right now. And they've actually, you're right, have gotten better the last couple of weeks as well. And so, I mean, that's that's the best testament you can give to this coaching staff is the fact that, Pretty much across the board, everybody has gotten better throughout this year, even if they have had massive ebbs and flows. They also got a little bit more creative in the run game. I saw a, a lot more pulling from the guards and things like that. So that's what I'm talking about with Coach Houck, too, as far as peaking late. Is he saving some of this stuff? Because we haven't seen a lot of that stuff, and maybe that's why it was so uh, explosive, because Eastern wasn't maybe expecting it. But also, like, is he that calculated? Is Coach Houck that calculated? 
I don't know. That's a good question. But like the fact that it's not a hell no is is an indication of that it could be possible though. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, and I don't. It's hard for me because a lot of the games I'm just shooting highlights, so I'm kind of following the ball and, and tight on the football. And these playoff games, I can't shoot them, so right. I'm able to just actually watch. And I think they had Junior Bergen lined up in the pistol and. They did like a reverse handoff and then pulled the guards and stuff. And I was like, I haven't seen this run all year. At least maybe I missed it because of I, I'm shooting stuff and I can't see what the line is doing and things like that. But I was like, I'm pretty sure I've not seen that that run all year. And I we haven't seen a lot of pulling of any guards all year. And so to me, that was big is getting out on the edge for a lot of those runs. And Montana looked pretty good doing that. Although, you know, obviously James Madison's defense a lot better than Eastern Washington's, and especially if you are going by, like what you said, some of the lines. I mean, this is opened up, and I think 47.5 was the over-under, and it's 12 points lower than the Eastern Washington one. So they either think that James Madison offense isn't as good as Eastern's or their defense is a lot better, and I think it's their defense is a lot better. Nuana's now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. We're recording this on a Tuesday, as we mostly do. This time of year down at the SWX Montana studios. I was wondering why your Twitter was so good. I forgot that you couldn't shoot the game. Your Twitter is always good during games, but you were like lighting it up like you were up in the press box on your keyboard like me, right? Like, So there's a, there's a look behind the curtain for people that don't really know. I sit up in the press box, so I have a computer. So when I'm tweeting, like when you're seeing my tweets come through, like – you know, a couple sentences, like every couple minutes, it's like, that's because I'm typing, whereas guys on the sidelines are using their phones. But that is funny because, I, you know, I always have alerts on for your tweets during games because you're on the sidelines. So you can see all this stuff. You know, this guy just went out with an injury. You always are so good at saying, hey, this guy's like right here, whatever. But uh, I was wondering because you had like – some photo action, like some video action. Like you were doing great, man. I was like, I, I forgot though you didn't have a camera in your hand. So that's that maybe. So let's let's go on a tangent really quick. There's a letter to the editor in the newspaper this week about why aren't local, why isn't ABC and SWX broadcasting these games? Mm-hmm. And we got we got a couple calls at our side too. Hey, why can't you at least put them on our airways? Well, this is all comes down to licensing, so we won't bore you about the, the ins and outs. But, I mean, just tell people, like, this isn't because Sean Rainey, SWX Montana sports director, doesn't want the Grizz playoff game on the TV. Of course we want that on the local TV. No, it's the exact same thing, because people don't say this about the March Madness tournament, because right. that is, like, right. the biggest tournament, and they just know that the TV— It's the exact same thing, and they, have, they do it across the board with any NCAA-run right. event. So it's the exact same— you just have to think of it as the March Madness tournament. And what I was told was, while nobody's going to care if the local media is shooting the Grizz versus southeastern Louisiana highlights for a second-round game or a first-round game or whatever, or a D3, D3 basketball game that's run by the NCAA, the NCAA, it doesn't matter because the NCAA just made a blanket rule where all this is how the licensing works for every single one of our postseason tournaments and things that we run because otherwise they would have to like pick and choose what they are allowed what they're not allowed and instead they just went nope everything that is ncaa run has licensed and it goes through that so it's unfortunate because you know i think that we do a pretty good job and the I listened to some of the game back, and oh, you, you just you bring in these guys that know nothing about 
the game that they're covering. They know nothing about the FCS. They know nothing about the teams. They're just kind of the ESPN guys that are just flown out there to do it. And when you're mispronouncing names wrong, like they couldn't say Coach Houck's name right. I know. Like and and things like that. So it just makes it. It's just kind of. I, I think people rather just have the people that they know at least care and understand FCS football. We wish we had it for you. We don't. But that's why we have this show. That's why we have Sean's shows. I mean, you can still watch Sean on the TV like five times a day. So you can always get exactly what you want from him. And you can always find his analysis right here on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio. Uh, let's talk about the Bobcats real quick because, actually, the drama in the state before Missoula just went nuts. And it was great seeing everybody out in full force in Missoula on Friday. It was an awesome environment. It was right up there with some of the best we've seen uh, at Washington Grizz. But the drama and the news cycle was all about the Cats Thursday, Friday day because Matt McKay abruptly entered the transfer portal. And this wasn't a Skyline Sports or SWX Montana breaking news like we had sources. We were saying sources say this guy's gone. This was him with a picture and a note and I'm out. And this is like it's over <laughs> at Montana State. And then Tommy Malai gets his first start, too. So uh, first of all, what do you think of the drama uh, with Matt McKay just abruptly leaving the program? I'll say this. When he got banged up in the Idaho game before yep. the Cat Grizz game, yep. there were a lot of. People within the Grizz football program. And people in Montana, period. And when I asked when I asked them about McKay, his availability, and, and whether or not he could play, a lot of them within the Montana football program said, I hope he does play. Wow. So I think that kind of tells you I, – I just think that those words are, are pretty strong. And I think that Montana State obviously made a shift to go to Tommy Mallott way earlier than two days before the game and so oh, no that, that I, I i can i can yeah. confirm that as a reporter yeah, so. brent vegan said they made the shift as a coaching staff right after the grizz game and then that they made the announcement to the team the sunday before their most recent playoff yeah. game so this is this decision was made and it was out of the open yeah i just think a lot of people are like oh my gosh like he bailed two days before it's like well it, the, the writing was already on the wall right um it just it, it does create just an outside distraction. It's certainly not good for your team or good for your program. But from everyone that I talk to around Montana State, there's just uh, Tommy Mallott just kind of has this aura and this like draw about him that uh, just brings people like gets people excited around him and they they want they want him as a leader and so. I'm just very fascinated to see, and like you mentioned on the TV show, that there was so much wind in that game that we really didn't get to see him as far as a passer goes. I remember calling a Butte hosting Flathead High, and this is when Flathead was really, really good. First game of the year at Naranchi Stadium, and this guy was hanging in the pocket and slinging it with accuracy. He threw it really, really well in high school. And so I hadn't seen much of him in college because I'm not over at Montana State that often. So when I always saw him go in the game and he's just basically just a running back and he's like bulked up and he's like this big strong dude now i'm like this is kind of weird because i remember him like slinging it in high school and we just haven't really seen that yet from him in a college uniform and so i'm just fascinated to see when push comes to shove and they have to start throwing the ball more especially in you know third and long situations how he looks as a passer that's fascinating to me 
We could do so much on this element, too, because I do think that Tommy Mallott, because he is so athletic and strong, he's he's put in so much time in the weight room, and he, there was no quarterback reps in games to be had for two years, but he wanted to fit in with his teammates and prove himself, so he bulked up. Taysom Hill. He is. He's Taysom Hill. And and so I think, but you talk to the older guys on the Cats, they have mad respect for Tommy Mallott because he does lift hard. He, he's, he's not over here in the quarterback group. Like, he was lifting with the dudes and, and earning their respect. So we could do a lot on that because of the defensive he identity. The, he was doing whatever he could to get on the field because it wasn't guaranteed that he'd get on the field as a quarterback. That's exactly right, and that's why he's been playing some special teams and all that stuff. So well, we could do a whole deal on the the dynamic of that, but we don't have time today. It is all football all the time, presented by Sports Bet Montana. So quickly, let's talk about the lines for these games. I haven't seen them uh, as of right now, but I know they opened. Uh, I think the Grizz opened at minus seven. Is that right? Oh, it was uh, James Madison was minus plus seven. I mean, yeah, James Madison was minus five and a half. At okay, all, and it has moved to six and a half. Um, James Madison favored. Um, so money towards JMU, which I thought was a little bit interesting, to be honest, because I thought that there would be more. Grizz fans betting on sports bet Montana that would be betting backing Montana. And so I thought that the number would go the other way. That's one thing to remember, though. James Madison has one of the great fan bases in the country. James Madison is the only team that's averaged more fans per game than Montana. But they're not betting on sports bet Montana, though. They can't. You're right. You're right. I guess you're right. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, these are always interesting, too. So here's the, the team totals. So the Montana team total is 19 and a half points. Yeah. So... All I got to do is score 20. That, I think right there, I think that number shows you the respect that the computers and the models have for uh, James Madison's defense. And James Madison's total is 26 and a half. Um, so, right there, that kind of that kind of shows you with the, the total sitting around 47 for that game. So, 19 and a half seems pretty low to me. The Bobcats opened at, I think, minus six and a half. Is that right? Plus six and a half. That, excuse me, plus six and a half. Yep. Right. Both these both these teams from Montana road dogs this weekend. Yep. So sorry, I, I said both of those backwards. Yep. Plus five and a half now for the Grizz. Plus six. six yeah, six. six, 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 six open up at six and a half, and it stayed there. Stay there at six. Stay there at six and a half. Okay. Interesting. What What are the some of the totals? Uh, we got uh, Sam Houston's team total at twenty seven and a half, and Montana State's team total at twenty and a half. So you're looking at. You know, over under a 48. And uh, to me, though, for this one, when, when you're kind of breaking down this game, I think what we haven't seen from Tommy Mallott, I think if Montana State is in this game and they're able to execute offensively and their defense is able to play well, because the number is at six and a half, I almost think there's more value in just taking Cat's money line mm. because this could be a tied game and. Like like the Incarnate Word game sure. against Sam Houston, it was it was a tie game, and yeah. then Sam Houston won by a touchdown and covered. Right, but I, it could have gone either way. And at plus one ninety five for Montana State, with it being under a touchdown, it's a little intriguing. I, I think if it gets to seven though, and you like Montana State's side, I think you have to pounce on it. If it gets to seven, if you like the Cats or the Grizz, if not, just wait it out, and then you could take it later. The Guru, Make It Rainy podcast. You can find it on all your podcast hosting apps. You can also hear Sean Rainey right here on Nuanas Now each and every Wednesday during the 4 o'clock hour. Can't wait to be in Harrisonburg with you, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, man, hopefully we uh, have a little bit longer to talk about these teams for sure. Huge basketball win in Bozeman last night. Danny Sprinkle's Bobcats took down North Dakota State. Coach Sprinkle joins us next. Keep it right here at Nuanas Now.
After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Both the Treasure State's favorite football teams are into the Elite Eight. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Friday night in Missoula, the Montana faithful at Washington Grizzly Stadium were outside their minds as an instant classic played out between two Big Sky Conference rivals. Brash and confident Eastern Washington came into the hostile venue and landed the first of a flurry of haymakers thrown by both sides, scoring on a pair of 58-yard touchdowns in the game's first 17 minutes to take a 21-10 lead. But a string of vicious hits by the Grizzly defense helped swing the momentum. Ryan Tyrrell's blocked Hunt helped the hosts carry it in a fully dominant third quarter helped Montana explode to a 57-41 victory in front of a playoff record crowd. The win helps Montana advance to the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs for the second year in a row. It also avenges a 34-28 loss to Eastern Washington in Cheney and sends Montana to Harrisonburg, Virginia to take on James Madison. Sammy Akem caught two touchdowns, giving him 29 for his career, tied for the most in Grizz history with former NFL standout Mark Mariani and Eastern Washington record-setting quarterback Eric Berrier threw for 530 yards and five touchdowns in the loss. In Bozeman, Montana State freshman Tommy Malott made his first start at quarterback and helped MSU overcome insane wins to lead the hosts to a 26-7 win over Tennessee Martin. Malott rushed for 180 yards, and MSU had 387 on the ground. Montana State advances to play Sam Houston in the quarterfinals next weekend. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. I got a buddy that thinks this is the greatest song of all time. It's pretty good. Rest in peace, Joe Diffie. One of America's most creative songwriters. Whoever thought you could write hit songs about Peyton Water Towers? The color of tractors. <laughs> Only in America, baby. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on a Wednesday. I completely forgot when I was teasing what was coming up in the show. Montana State had a huge win over North Dakota State last night at Brick Breeden Fieldhouse in men's basketball. We dive now into round two this week of the Montana State Minute, featuring now Montana State head men's basketball coach Danny Sprinkle. And coach, thanks so much for being with us. Your team coming off a big win last night against North Dakota State in Bozeman. The Bobcats pull out a 68-49 win. A pretty thorough effort, pretty good crowd. So just take us through the night. What did you think of your team's effort last night against NDSU? Yeah, first off, appreciate you having me on. Uh, but, you know, really proud of our team, you know, our you know our competitive effort last night. You know was, was great, and I and I and I truly, you know, want to thank the fans, the students, the community that came out. Um, you know the energy in the building was great, and it, it really fed our players. And uh, I know our players were thankful that they came out. And, you know we had a great crowd, which which uh, which propelled us to play really well against a really good North Dakota State team. 
There we go. Okay. Uh, so just tell us about that element of things, just getting a quality opponent like North Dakota State to come to Bozeman. How would you guys get this game on the schedule? Because it seems like this day and age it's hard to get home games in the non-conference for a lot of the, the better programs in a lot of the mid-major conferences. It, it's part of the Summit League Big Sky Conference deal. Um, like this year, I believe, you know, Montana played North Dakota and Omaha, you know, and we had South Dakota State and North Dakota State. And so even my first year, you know, we were at North Dakota State, and then we played South Dakota State here in 2019. And then this year it just kind of flip-flopped. And so, you know, I mean, it's good. You know, plus, you know, they're bordering states. They're really good teams. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's fun for the fans because there is some connections with, with the schools being so close. No doubt about it. Well, your team played pretty well across the board, but one guy that really stood out, which I think could be a, a great addition to an already veteran team if he continues to play like he did last night, is Raekwon Battle, a guy who's a transfer from Washington in the offseason. Uh, but it seemed like he played with a little extra spark last night, coached 16 points off the bench. He was 7-9 from the floor, hit both his threes. So what sort of difference maker can he be uh, if he can continue to, to make waves as one of your top reserves? Yeah, he, he could be huge. You know, Raekwon's so talented offensively, and he's really coming along defensively, which I'm, I'm more proud about. You know, I mean, it's, a, it's been an adjustment for him because he played zone his entire life in high school and then at University of Washington. And so a lot of these man concepts are brand new to him, but he's been open to learning, and he, he's getting better every game out. You know, he really is. And when he gets going offensively, he's, he can get his shot up against anybody in the country. You know, it's just it's a matter of him missing the shot. You know, you're not going to stop him. You know, he's just one of those guys that's so athletic and talented that when he gets it going, you know, he, he he's dynamite. Well, the other guy who seems like his game has evolved a little bit was a great player for you last year, but now uh, in his sixth year, he's rebounding the ball at an incredibly high level, and that's Abdul Muhammad. Three straight double figures games, rebounding 13 boards last night. He's averaging eight and a half rebounds a game. Coach, that's a great number, especially for a guy who's you know, sort of a, a, a wing slash swing man, not necessarily your true post. So uh, how has that element of his game come along? Tremendous, you know. Like even you mentioned the end of last year, you know, when we when we played really well, especially in the conference tournament, it was because of Abdul. You know, he really turned it on, and he was getting double doubles the last, you know, four or five games of the season last year. And this year, he just continued it. You know, he really worked hard in the off season, but his his confidence has just grown and grown and grown. And you know, he's been a tremendous asset asset for us. You know, not only on the court, but his leadership. I mean, his voice. He's the most vocal guy on our team. He brings the energy in practice. He's our best leader. And, you know, really through 10 games, he's arguably been our best, most important player because he rebounds, he's passing, he's doing a lot of the dirty work. You know, he's guarding really good players like, you know, Bodie Hume, you know, Rocky Cruiser last night, you know, Fowler at Sacramento State. Like, you know, he always has a tough matchup. And so, you know, really proud of his development. Jay Sprinkle joining us, Montana State head men's basketball coach. It's our Montana State Minute, second round of Montana State Minute this week. A lot of big-time stuff going on at Bobcat Athletics. And, Coach, so crazy to think that that was your 10th game so far this season. It was your first Division I home game. So how do you carry the momentum yeah. from that? Because it's, it's just it's such an anomaly to even get games in Bozeman before you guys get back into conference play. It is. You know, I'm, I'm just glad we enjoyed it. You know, and I'm glad we played well in front of our community and our fans. And, and But... You know, we're back on the road again Saturday. And what it is, is it was a non-conference game. It was a great win, but we got to continue to get better. You know, I know what we're going to run into in league, and there's there's still a lot of stuff that we need to shore up offensively and defensively, situationally. And, you know, but all these games, you know, that's 
That's why you play these non-conference games. That's why we go to tough environments like Colorado and New Mexico because we know what we're going to run into in league. And so, you know, we're going to run into, you know, St. Thomas on Saturday in Minneapolis. They're a really good team. You know, they have three or four Division One wins already. And so we're going to have to play even better, you know, on the road and see if we can bring that same energy and defensive mindset we had last night on the road, you know, which if you want to be a championship team, that, that's what you have to do. It has to carry over game to game to game. Bobcat basketball at St. Thomas on Saturday and then the following Sunday, so eight-day break versus Portland in Bozeman. Uh, two home games yep. for the Bobcats, both December 19th and December 22nd before they dive back into conference play. So if you're a Bobcat listener, Bobcat fan, there are some chances for, to go support this team. Upcoming four straight home games between December 19th and New Year's Day. Last question for you, Coach. You guys had a couple nail-biters to open conference play, a two-point overtime loss at Northern Colorado and a two-point win against Sac State. What are the goals between now and the next time you dive into conference play? What did you think of your team's opening weekend of league play? You know, I thought we played, we played well for about 25 minutes of each of those games. You know, but in conference, especially on the road, you, know, you have to play 40 minutes. And you know, consistently, defensively, you know, it wasn't there last weekend, you know, especially the last eight minutes against Sacramento State where, you know, a lot of it was uncharacteristic, you know, missed free throws. We had some, you know, we had some poor turnovers and decisions late, which let them back into the game where, you know, if we take care of the ball and get the ball to the rim and knock down free throws, you know, instead of it, you know, getting tighter and tighter and tighter, all of a sudden it's a 10-12 point lead and the pressure's just on them completely. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff we need to clean up, but, you know, proud of the way our guys competed and they battled back against Sacramento State because after losing kind of a heartbreaker on Thursday, you know, to play, what was it, you know, not even 48 hours, probably like 38 hours later, you know, because we played an early game at Sacramento State and to bounce back in a, in a tough place to play. You know, that gym, I think Montana State's won there, you know, once in the last 10 years or something like that. And so, you know, proud of our guys to bounce back and just find a way to win it. He's Danny Sprinkle, Montana State head men's basketball coach, joining us here on the Montana State Minute. Coach Sprinkle, thanks so much for being with us, man, and we'll catch up with you soon. You got it. Appreciate it. Go Cats. There you go, Danny Sprinkle. Montana State men's hoops. This is how the man walk in, Tucker Sargent. Grizz Hockey and Desperado Wings. What's better than that? Answer, nothing. The man, Tucker Sargent from Grizz Hockey, here on Nuanas Now. Next. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, fiber deployments, and community events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Montana, welcome back. Nuana's now. It's 
ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana. Find amazing winter savings at Northwest Motorsport. You can visit nwmsrocks.com for the largest selection of lifted trucks, diesel trucks, and off-road capable SUVs. Take back control of the road with a new rig from Northwest Motorsport. It's so Wingate Wednesday, and we're getting you all sorts of set up now here on Wingate Wednesday. We used to ask you, I guess when this guy was a part of the show full-time, we used to ask you a lot, uh, at least that was what I've been told, a lot simpler trivia questions. And then you guys kind of all got scared with my, you know, 1936 baseball history. <laughs> you made it way too hard. <laughs> I know. But I used to, mostly I did to troll to tell because I'd always ask historical like Grizz or Bobcat questions, things that yeah. I thought that maybe not the public would know, well, so, that he would know. Yeah. Right, I, I thought that but also he would be able to give a lifeline. When you're writing in. trivia, too, it's a lot harder than people think. So when oh. you go down like a vein, it's easier oh. to just like come up with questions that are in sort of the same thing. Right. So I have sympathy for that because <laughs> one of the I mean, the hardest part of the show every week was like, oh my god, oh. I feel like Wednesdays just like came every day because you're always having to come up with new trivia questions, which is how all the stupid questions came about. Because then it was like, all right, let's let's get outside the box here. Our old buddy Ryan Tutel who, by the way, is doing nothing but sitting by a pool in South Africa, if you're wondering. I don't think he can come back. Uh, I talked to him the other day. He said he hopes not. <laughs> <laughs> he hopes he's just stuck there forever. But this was the largest part of consternation with his job here. He would just be stressing. He'd be sweating for two hours trying to write trivia. So anyways, now we make it so much simpler for you, and this is actually even more fun. As fun as it is to get you on the radio and tease you with some tough trivia questions, now, Wing It Wednesday, we give you a dozen wings to Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. The best wings in the city of Missoula, no question. But then we also got hockey tickets for you as well. Grizz Hockey, hottest ticket in town right now. And uh, so we're pairing those two together. If you're unfamiliar, Grizz Hockey plays down at the Glacier Ice Rink. If you're unfamiliar with where the Desperado's at, well, it's like one block away. So you can have the greatest night ever by going down there, getting some wings before the game, after the game, whatever you want. And uh, also then going taking in. Some Grizz hockey. So, Tuck first before Tucker Sergeant in studio. By the way, I'm sure you recognize the voice. He is world right, famous. Yeah, the other guy just b- barging <laughs> in here. <laughs> but we do have some Grizz hockey and some Despo wings coming for you here in just a quick minute. So stay tuned for that. But let's talk about last weekend. He has lit the light quite a few times. <laughs> yeah. I know that there's varying levels, and we're here. We are, but but you know, regardless. Uh, no matter what the disparity in, in competition level or whatever, I've never seen 20 goals in a hockey game. And you guys scored 20 goals in a hockey game last weekend. So Yeah, I hope to never do that again. Yeah, right. It, it I mean, it's like, one of those things where it's like uh, to get to the point where you're like, uh, is this really even good? It's it's tough. I mean, and Idaho's a struggling program right now. They had some, yeah. you know, some, uh, some injuries and other issues before the game, so they came with a light roster. Um, they it, it was... It was hard. And then Saturday, you know, we, we had to play them again, talk to the coach. We sat eight of our top, you know, players. Uh, and it didn't go a whole lot better for them. I talked, I actually went into the locker room and talked to the team. Because, yeah. You know, I, I, for one, just to thank them for being there and returning because, you know, sure. Saturday was actually a big crowd. Like we had a full house again. Right. You know, Friday, not as much with the, with the, with the football, football game. game it, sure. it was understandable. So, you know, not everyone saw. 
I actually didn't even post the score to the game because I wanted people to show up Saturday. Right, right. And I was I was terrified that if you see that, like, why not? Yeah. And we had a great time Friday. You know, we, 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 we did the whole production, everything. I've hired a kid, you know, to uh, we're actually in the process of making a, a recruiting video um, at these next few games. And, and Idaho was one of them. And we're paying this guy a lot of money to be here. So we're putting on the show because we're trying to show incoming students what the experience sure. here is and i went into the locker room before the game and said guys i know this is going to be a th- another tough one for you thank you for being here um but we're gonna we're gonna do the full meal deal for the first 20 minutes because we, we've got production to do right <laughs> and it was like this weird i almost felt like i was filming a movie and these were just sure. like extras hey, extras yeah. that we were, we were rolling over um and actually, they kind of were. I mean, I, I felt so bad that I actually personally went in and paid them each 20 bucks just to say thank you for their <laughs> efforts. Tucker Sergeant in studio. It's our weekly Grizz Hockey segment. It's presented by Peak Performance Physical Therapy. Joel Olson and the PTs down at Peak Performance, no matter what maybe ails you, I know there's a lot of people out there with aches and pains. You don't have to live like that. A lot of times you get sent to a PT because you slip and fall, or you hurt yourself, you get a car wreck, whatever. PT, I'm telling you, physical therapy can help you big time if you're just sort of out of whack, if, you're, if your knee's killing you or your back's killing you. I'm telling you, go see those people down at Peak Physical Therapy. They'll get you all straightened out. This is uh, our Wing It Wednesday segment as well, presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. So let's do it right now. We got tickets to Grizz Hockey Montana State in town this weekend. Is it Friday and Saturday, Tom? Friday and Saturday, yeah. We got two big games against Montana State this weekend. Friday, we're actually doing a disco party night. So cool. dress up in your disco gear, and you'll get a chance to win a Grizz Hockey jersey. There's going to be a fun contest for that for anyone dressed up. And uh, we got a killer playlist for that night, too. And we've got a whole light show we're doing. Oh, baby. And, and uh, intermission entertainment planned out. So that should be a pretty fun one. And then that's at 7.30 Friday night, Saturday. Saturday is a ugly holiday sweater party. Ooh. Just kind of moving into Ooh. the holiday season. Felt like we couldn't pass that up since this is our last game uh, before the holiday break. So uh, anyone that, that wears a uh, ugly holiday sweater will be able to come on, uh, have a chance to come on the ice. And we have a, a bunch of uh, well-wrapped Christmas gifts out on the ice for you of varying levels, including one of which, if you get the right one, is a season pass for next year's game. So uh, both games against Montana State this weekend, Friday and Saturday night, 7.30 p.m., and we are expecting, from what I've seen already in pre-sale tickets, a pretty big and exciting crowd. So you want to go do some disco dancing, maybe have some wings beforehand? Call us right now. we got four tickets to the Grizz Hockey game Friday night against Montana State. Big-time rivalry game. Should be a hell of a night down there at the Glacier Ice Rink. Caller number three, you want wings and hockey tickets? Call us right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Caller number three, you got four tickets to the Grizz hockey game on Friday night, plus a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Then you guys have a little break after this weekend, right? Winter break, so a couple yeah. weeks off. Winter break, and I, I, it's actually like a, almost a full month. It's sort of wow. a weird break in the schedule, but that you know that's how colleges work. And rather than bringing the guys back and making them miss out, and and you know we decided that in year one, let them go, kind of recuperate. We've hit the ground pretty hard this first yeah. semester. We've been going since August. You know the kids got here r- right in the middle of August, and we've been going since then. So it is going to be a good break, get a reprieve. Um, you know, I think where the team's at right now is about as good as we could expect. We're, we're 
pretty darn healthy. So yeah. this is more of just a mental break um, to let guys kind of recalibrate and refocus before we hit the back end of the stretch. I also found this was kind of fun. I didn't. I thought because this is a first-year program, we weren't going to be eligible for any postseason play. However, uh, after talking with the league, we're eligible for our conference playoffs, just not the, the regional or national playoffs. Oh, that's so cool. we, we are going to be playing for something. So that's sure. kind of yeah. reinvigorating the guys. You know, when you have something to play for, it it, it definitely brings an extra level of uh, intensity to the end of the season. So we are going to be playing for that. Um, and we've got a pretty you know tough schedule to finish out the year in the second semester. Uh, and only two games in the in the spring semester at the uh, end of the season at home. So it's going to be a little more road heavy, but looking forward to it. And we're bringing in some new guys, too. We're going to be adding some transfers and guys coming cool. in. Um, so, you know, where this team has started and where it's going is, is really it's it's where we want to be and almost a little ahead of it. I mean, I'm really yeah. pleased with where and how this team is playing right now. A scheduling note, the Grizz football game plays uh, it takes place at 5 p.m. local time. So two scheduling notes, actually. Nuana is now will take place from 2.30 to 4.30 Montana time, right up until kick there uh, in Harrisonburg. And then the Grizz game will play out, and then you guys aren't going to drop the puck until the Grizz game's over. So I know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be watching the game on TV. What a better way to do it. Go to the Despo, have some wings, watch the Grizz, and then go over to the hockey rink, watch some Grizz hockey. That sounds pretty good as well. Let's do it one more time. You want to wear an ugly sweater and go to Saturday night's Grizz hockey game? Call us right now. Caller number three, we got... Four more tickets to Saturday's Grizz Hockey Game, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call us right now. Caller number three. We got a four-pack for you for the Saturday night action against Montana State. Last question for you, Tuck. Uh, do you feel like we've always talked about the Big Sky Conference uh, from you know the, the, the um, University of Montana Athletic Department level and, and where some of the teams fit in from – like a branding and recognition standpoint. And, uh, you know, as somebody that's covered the league now for 15 years, I can tell you it doesn't matter if Idaho State's bad in football every year. People still know Idaho State is a state university in the state right next to Montana. And so people know that game. They want to go to that game. And I think that there's still some people out there that follow Big Sky Sports. They don't know that Southern Utah's even in the league. They don't know the difference that Cal Poly's an affiliate member that only plays football in the Big Sky. It's sort of strange. But your schedule is just brand name across the board just in terms of market universities. Nobody is sitting here thinking, well, where's Idaho? Where's Utah State? Where's Weber State? Everybody knows these schools. So do you think that's kind of increased the the um, visibility, the exposure of, of Gris Hockey so far? Absolutely. I mean, anytime you have a, an opponent that people understand, uh, it's, it's a much easier product and game to sell. Unfortunately, for the league that we play in, they're all brand-name programs. Right, um, totally, so, exactly. I mean, that, that wasn't anything by design. That's just right. sort of like it falls into your lap, and that makes it um, a lot easier. And I think part of the reason is those schools attract... You know, brand name schools attract, you know, kids that can play at a high level, too, which is why you see good hockey at these programs as well. The only anomaly on our schedule is the University of Providence out of Great Falls. And when we were playing that game, most of the people I talked to didn't even realize that there was a college in Providence. Right. Or we were th- I thought we were playing the University of Providence over in Rhode Island. I was like, no, you know, I don't think we got Rhode Island to make it out here for year <laughs> one. But um, that's and the funny thing is they're the strongest team we played all year. 
is the right. University of Providence. Oh, no question Falls. about it. So our, well, our, our, toughest, yeah, our toughest and most challenging game happens to be the only one people don't sure. recognize. Right. But, yeah, every other one uh, does. And it's funny. I've been working on the schedule right now. And, I mean, again, we're, we're getting a slate of games. And, you know, the schedule's getting tougher next year. We, after what people have seen we've done this year, I mean, I'm fielding calls about people – and the best part is they're not just trying to get us to come there. People are wanting to schedule games in Missoula Sweet. because they've heard about the atmosphere and the yeah, environment yeah. and everything that goes along with it and that this is now becoming a destination, in one year, a destination of a place where kids want to come to school and the recruiting is the most exciting about the kids that want to come here. So I just, again, I say it a lot, but thank you to the fans and everyone that's been out there and supporting this program because truly you guys are the ones that come to the games. You are making this program better just by showing up because we have people knocking on our door that want to come to the University of Montana and play for this program because they get to play in front of people like you. We talked about this on Monday with Marty Morningwig, and I'm not going to go on my tangent all the way down again, but Missoula, in its essence, is a sports town. For some reason, somewhere along the line, someone decided we were going to make the university and the community not about it. That's what it's about because we love being together. We love stuff that we can talk about. That's why Missoula- It's an event. I mean, that, that's, that's right. more than anything. Right. I tell even the players this right. sometimes. It's like, guys... You know, yeah, we're playing a sport right now, but you're also in the entertainment industry. Yeah, 100%. Like we are trying to entertain the fans. And people yep. ask, like, you know, Coach, why are you doing all these silly other things, These, you know, these excess things like the disco party night, the ugly sweater contest and stuff, you know, you know, does this feel – it's like, no, look at what they do on the professional level. 100%. Like, this is, this is not – I mean, it is hockey. It's about putting good hockey out there, and that's the exciting root of it. But the rest of it is – you're – I mean – there are so how many times you go to a sporting event, any sporting event, and you don't even care what's happening. Right. But you're around people, you're having a good time. Are they serving good beers, which we do? That's and right. that's you right. know, is the music good? Is the vibe good? Is right. the entertainment good? That's what you want. I mean, that's the biggest right. part of it. I know people always ask me, do you ever get tired of going to a basketball game two, three times a week all throughout the winter? I say no, because it doesn't matter who the Grizz or the Lady Grizz or the Bobcats are playing. Right. I just want to go see all my friends. Is the DJ good? Because half the time, <laughs> it's the right. music that kids just kids. One hundred percent. That's why last winter was so brutal. Because there was oh, every game I went to, there was no one there, and I was only allowed to say hi to Sean or you know whoever else is there. Right, awkwardly fist bumps. And then I get like, yeah. yeah, and then I get cornered in my little spurt. That part was terrible because I go to these things to see all you fine people, just like you guys. I should go see. Yeah. Hockey. Well, Coulter, I mean, you, we knew each other in college, too, and, and there you will know this, but there's nothing I love more than a good party. And oh, that's, buddy. like, all I've ever wanted to do is make Grizz Hockey <laughs> the best party in town. You got, you got one more set for us? You want to do sure, one more? Yeah. Let's do a trifecta. You guys are blowing up the phone lines right Here, now. This one, this is a twofer. You get uh, two, two and two. Yeah, two to Friday. Two Friday, two Saturday. Yep. So you got Disco Party and Ugly Sweater. You want a four-pack? That's two each night, Friday and Saturday. Call us right now. Caller number two, 406 888 1029. This has been our hockey segment of the week presented by Peak Performance Physical Therapy. Thanks for being here, Tuck. Thank you. Jan Schillinger, All-American Safety for the Grizz, one of the key members of the team that went to James Madison in 2008 and upset the Dukes. He's now the secondary coach and the special teams coach at Montana. He joins us next for the ESPN Roundtable. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. 
Sports Bet Montana, a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.